0: Alright, so welcome to the first episode of Down the 5, um, a hockey podcast. And uh, my name is Zach. And my name is Chris. And we are both um, longtime fans of the sport. We're both from Southern California. Um, I myself am a, am a Ducks fan, and Chris over here is a Kings fan, which you might ask, how are we sitting in the same room? Nor less... This close to each other? Just kidding.
1: Got a got to bond over anything you can. So I guess right. we'll, we'll just we'll stick with hockey as the bonding point instead of the the, the team thing, I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we are here just because we um you know want to talk about our shared love of the sport, our you know do an analysis as the season goes on, um, and specifically focusing on the Pacific Division and of course the Kings and the Ducks, and uh, we both just kind of felt like. There wasn't enough um, coverage of, or let's say, attention paid to the Ducks and the Kings and a lot of other um, publications and podcasts and stuff. And I think that's just because, you know, there's a lot of uh, media on the East Coast, and it's just harder for them to catch these games.
1: Yeah, so. uh, which, you know, it, it is, it's, it's interesting to me that, like, hockey is apparently the only sport where the time zone your team exists in determines their popularity and their <laughs> like media coverage, you know, you don't see it in football or baseball or basketball that like West coast teams are just forgotten because the writers and journalists are all asleep by the time their games start. Like, you know, that, that, that really is like one of the weirdest concepts I've ever heard of. Cause you don't hear about East coast bias mm. in other sports. And it literally just boils down to like, well, your games start kind of late and. the, uh... My my bedtime's at ten thirty, so yeah. I better uh, better get to snoozing. Yeah,
0: and I think you know there's a lot to that, but um, yeah, and it, it just kind of boils down to wanting to have more of a uh, a discussion about these teams and you know their place in the NHL, and of course the rivalry between them, which I think we can both agree is one of the best in the league, but probably one of the ones that get like glossed
1: over the most. Yeah. I mean, it's as far as, you know, podcasts, media coverage, where wherever you really want to look, there's, there isn't a whole lot of attention paid to the West coast hockey teams, obviously, but specifically California teams, um, you know, for, with the exception of last year, uh, there was like a seven or eight year streak where a team from California made the Western conference final. And you'd think that that would be a huge deal, uh, you know, there's there's three teams there and one of those three teams made it every year. And yet anytime when people were making their predictions or talking about the best players or the best teams, somehow all of those teams got left out year after year after year. And anytime you do hear people talking about our teams or California teams or wherever you want to look at it. It's, you can tell that it's not coming from anybody that's in the know. It's just they're, they're being given information to talk about. So, I don't know, maybe having some representation from people who are actually watching these games and are... Going to them. Yeah, yeah, going to these games and are devoted fans of them. Maybe we'll actually start having some, I don't know, decent discussions about it or just something interesting for Southern California hockey fans to listen to and mm-hmm. not hear about how... The greatest captain in hockey is somehow still in Chicago. <laughs> I'm sure, everybody's just as tired of that as I am. But. Of course, yeah, totally. But if you're listening, Jonathan Taves, you're a great player. And
0: I respect, <laughs> respect you. Cool. So, um, uh, with that in mind, I guess we'll jump straight into um, a quick recap. I mean, we the season started. we in the first couple weeks, but I think uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the uh, the sort of impact last season had um, on the way the game is played and, of course, how we're looking at this season and how it's developing so far. Um, and I think we can start with just talking about the Stanley Cup final and between, of course, the Capitals and the, the Golden Knights, which, of course, nobody predicted that one. Oh, sure.
1: I mean, we all saw that coming, the expansion team versus <laughs> the... Team that fails dramatically in the playoffs every year. That was right. Obviously, know. that was the only way that that was going to go. We right. all we all saw that coming. And if you didn't predict it, you don't know yeah, anything. You obviously don't
0: hockey very often. <laughs> right. So, and um, and I think it, what's important about that, especially, is that the Golden Knights were a team of no standout star, except for maybe Flurry. But even then. Typically, it isn't your goalie that's your your main guy that's dragging you into the, the final. It's yeah. a guy like Crosby or McDavid, right? Yeah. So. yeah,
1: I mean, you know, James Neal, once upon a time, was a guy that looked like he was headed to be a star, and even in his like brief time with Nashville, you know, he was kind of a local star, but never really hit that level that I think some people expected him to hit mm-hmm. earlier on in his career, and he was probably as far as skaters go the the biggest offensive or defensive name on that team so you know looking at that roster you know I remember making bets at at work about like no 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 they're they're not going to finish last in the division i think they i think they just barely miss the playoffs and then they go on to just absolutely obliterate every single record or well, at least good record that you can have as an expansion team, mm-hmm. you know, wins to start the season, wins, points. Like everything they did was just, you kept having to ask, like, when is when is this team going to come crashing back down to earth? Like, because it's, it's bound to happen at some point. And it started to get to the point where it was like, maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. Like, th- okay, maybe this team is for real. And then you started realizing, like, looking at all of the players and where they came from the situations that they were in before coming to Vegas. And you realize that the team that scouted out for the expansion draft did way more homework than like anybody else had ever done because they're looking at these guys who are on like fourth lines in other teams going, oh, I guarantee if you give them a first or second line minutes, like Carlson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, give him first, first was like line a minutes. Third
0: line center.
1: Yeah. I think uh, he might've been almost, oh, yeah, maybe third line, like in, good parts of his seasons, but I feel like for the most part he was, he was down on like fourth line, probably a good portion of it. And somehow these scouts were able to look at that and go, yeah, you give him the right amount of minutes, that'll be a 40 goal score. Mm -hmm. Like that's unheard of. You had Smith, you
0: had Marchessault, which Marchessault was proven to a certain degree in Florida. I I think he was
1: probably out of everybody that was taken. He was the one that, that everybody looked at as like, ah, uh, Florida's going to probably regret losing him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think people were looking at the expansion draft roster when it was done and looking at guys like Theodore and Carlson and Smith and it was just like I guess they're like they're really planning for long-term success because none of these guys are going to do anything in their first year but again just homework and scouting that was beyond anything anybody really expected and some luck <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah especially when uh, I mean like I can't imagine
0: anyone was like yeah you know McNabb is really going to be a D man that yeah. pulls the, the Golden Knights to a conference final and then into the Stanley Cup. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think a lot of them were just out there playing chips on their shoulders, yeah. as I think anyone would after being sort of like left on the chopping block by your previous team and not, or, you know, a lot of these guys, like I said, didn't even get a chance or yeah. the, the same chance, really, yeah. that well, maybe
1: they should have. Even yeah. their coach, Gallant, like, he was somebody that, for all intents and purposes, shouldn't have been on the market. When the Golden Knights were looking for their first coach, you know, just, uh, but like I said, like their galant was a coach of the year finalist and then like 10 games into the next season got fired. Mm -hmm. So he was available for Vegas. Cause really like you take him out of the equation. That's, that's a big deal. There weren't really a whole lot of coaches on the market that you could look at and think like, oh yeah, they'll take an expansion team to the Stanley cup. But as soon as I saw they hired him, it was like, I mean, yeah, that guy could. He could breed some success with that organization. Mm -hmm. He's he's just got a good hockey mind. I mean, obviously, he was a coach of the year finalist like a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. and now he's a coach of the year winner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And
0: and you know, on the other side of that, you have Ovechkin, of course, winning his first Cup, um, and having arguably no, I don't even uh, pretty objectively, I think probably the best summer that anyone I think of has I've ever seen have with the Cup.
1: I feel like I lived vicariously through that team. Like I had the best summer ever, <laughs> just just by watching how much fun. Like, dude, I've seen the Kings win two Stanley Cups. I've watched their celebrations. I've been to their parades. They're amazing. And I think I still had more fun watching this <laughs> other team that I don't root for. Like, you know, I've I don't have any issues with Washington, but right. like I'm I'm not like making sure to change into their games anytime they're on, but like mm. Dude, watching them celebrate I, I don't first of all, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody that was drunk for quite as long.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Like I think I think Ovechkin won the Stanley Cup and then just like woke up a couple weeks ago like, Oh have, oh no, we have more hockey games. We'll <laughs> get okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I don't think I think he might still be drunk, you know.
1: I'd I'd call it likely. Yeah, just he's functioning. Yeah. Well, still very, yeah. you know, very maybe much. Maybe so. that's been the key to his success. Maybe <laughs> right. he started drinking before they got to the Stanley Cup right. and just figured out like this will do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that's it. But you know, like
0: even and this is getting into the season already a little bit. But even like the the them signing Carlson, it's working out pretty nicely. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought maybe it was like they. Got overpaid, or he overpaid, or they overpaid him. Yeah,
1: I should say. Well, yeah, I, it was it was one of those things where it's like, really, you're gonna give that guy that kind of money? Like, yeah. okay, like that's a little bit of an overreaction since you just won. You know, you always you always see that happen with championship teams in any sport, where it's like, okay, this guy really contributed. Like, we can't just let him walk, but. Like, we got to pay this dude. Yeah, it's like and it feels
0: retroactive yeah, sometimes. You
1: all, yeah, you almost get into a spot where, like, they're forced to pay, like, overpay. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, call that Joe Flacco syndrome. Right. Where it's like, oh you can't God, you yeah. can't just let that guy walk away after what he just did. And really, Carlson had a, a amazing postseason mm-hmm. for them. But, yeah, I think everybody was kind of looking at that contract like, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's your overreaction contract. This, and, yeah, it's yeah. panning out. It's this panning whole out thing, well. this
0: happens in hockey a lot. I don't know if I really notice it in any of those sports, but like when a, a player lives up to their contract, it's considered like a success, right? Yeah. As opposed to be like, oh, that's what you paid for. Whereas like very rarely you hear about someone underpaying somebody and then it really working out for them. Unless yeah. they're like a rookie or, you know, they're on their rookie salaries. and. But most, more often than not, and I feel like this is so hockey specific, like, like once again, you could be wrong. Because. I don't pay attention to other sports' and salaries and contracts nearly as much. I follow them
1: pretty, yeah, but pretty like well. I feel
0: like in hockey, it's like you, you people will pay, and then it'll be, if they unless they perform to that exact level that they got the money for, it's like a failure. So like I feel yeah. like most contracts are like feel like failures for some reason. Yeah,
1: well, I so it is it is really strange. You know, it's had, kind of a weird. thing. I hadn't really thought about that until you just brought that up. But like, yeah, you think about most of like the big contracts and. You're just like, oh, I hope he does, you know. Yeah, you don't you don't really see a lot of people, like, living up to it. I mean, dude, look at, like, Kane and Taves. As soon as they started getting paid, like, big money, their production dropped off. Price is the most expensive goalie in the league right now and has kind of disappeared off the map over the last couple of years. Like, even, I mean, Kopitar's first season on his new contract, it was like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Well, we finally paid this dude, and... Now he's crapping his pants for an entire season. And you just gave him, like, the C on his chest. Which I think a lot of people looked at, like, okay, it's probably, like, a secondhand result of, like, the stress of being the captain for the first year. Especially when, like, your old captain is still there and, like, yep, well. Yeah. It is kind of weird. I guess weird. I'm not the captain anymore. Yeah. Like, Brown handled it with class a lot, like Joe Thornton did a couple of years ago. I was ago. literally just thinking about yeah, Joe Thornton. That, yeah, that, I still feel bad Marlo for
0: before guy. him? Oh so, yeah. They they bounced it around a little bit. Yeah. But I mean maybe that maybe that takes the pressure off of it too, you know. I,
1: well I mean look at Brown. As soon yeah. as they took it away from him, he started performing and then last year had like his best season arguably of his entire career. Kopitar had the most points he's ever had in his career last year and it's like okay, so like maybe they just figured out a flow to yeah, how to make it work, you know? What I mean,
0: sometimes you just have down years too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it totally makes sense that, like, the first year they give Kopitar the, the C on his chest, that, like, there's a lot of weight that comes with that, and, like, yeah, maybe the, there's a lot of expectations, and now you're getting paid all this money. Like, the, you're, the mental part of the game definitely comes into play, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going wrong, why isn't this working, and, yeah, it's, I I got no, no gripes with them having an off season now. If, like, it happened again after two years, it would start to look like, oh, man... Yeah. Like, what what are we gonna do here? Cause you're paying this dude a lot of money to underperform and like you said, that is super common. And probably a big part of it is like the salary cap in the NHL is very low. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody hogging up the kind of space that these superstar players do, you don't have I mean, dude, that's we've watched that Chicago train just derail because they're what are they paying twenty five million dollars just to Taves and Kane? Every yeah, I
0: year, think so something like that. I mean, that, yeah, in that ballpark.
1: Somewhere. I mean, even if even if the salary cap is eighty million dollars, you just took, like almost a third of that cap space away for two players, mm-hmm. and your active roster is what twenty three, I think. Yeah, like that's a something lot. Like that. you, now you're splitting twenty one contracts up amongst two thirds of your cap space. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't leave you a whole lot of room for mm-hmm. signing other players. Like when they were in their heyday, and it was like Kane, Taves. Keith, Seabrook, Crawford, like, I mean, it was just, you know, sharp, like all these dudes just from top to bottom. It was like, you were looking at it like, man, how do they afford all these guys? And mm-hmm. then and Taves were like, uh, we'll take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> and they've, that's, they have basically just been working to fix that. And that was what I was kind of scared of when they gave Kopitar that contract It's like, okay, well, are we going to have room for like Dowdy's going to need a co- new contract in the future? And now we're paying Dowdy that kind of money. And it's like... Mm-hmm. okay, like, we're we're handcuffed now to, like... I mean, granted, you, if you have Kopitar and Dowdy on your team, you don't want to lose them. But, you know, yeah. as a fan, it does make you kind of nervous about, like, when other people's contracts start coming up where you're like, well, we really want to keep you, but we can't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and and I feel like that it's only a matter
0: of time, too, before Anaheim runs into that problem. You have a lot of money tied up in... Obviously, Getzlaff, Perry, Kessler, you know, Gibson has a big eight-year contract. Um, and, of course, dudes like Raquel need to get paid. I mean, they, by now they all have their contracts. And I think, I feel like Raquel and Lindholm took a little bit of a, like a little, a hometown pay, discount. yeah, a little, a little bit, you know. So, just because they all wanted to be a part of that team. Right. And, of course, you had Lindholm hold, hold out last season uh, for a little bit Um for that reason probably wanted a little more. Mo- he deserves more money than he got honestly, but I think he just wanted to be a part of the, the, uh, the effort, right. Moving yeah. forward. Um, and of course now we got guys like Henrique, et cetera. And, but I, I do think that it's, it's funny cause I th- feel like this season starting out very similar to last season where you had to like, basically the entire team was just, injured <laughs> yeah just i mean a, we still haven't a, even seen eves
1: yeah just at a all. decimated roster of yeah like what could be
0: right and and i i think it's like a testament to gibson's ability and the ability of our defense um because i mean looking at some of the more advanced statistics like we're giving up a lot of shots like in uh, an astronomical amount and it's making Gibson look amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, Gibson's off that's, the charts That's right a now. That's a
1: problem the Kings are having this yeah. season. I mean, um, I think it was in the Toronto game was the first game I'd seen in uh, several games where they actually outshot the team they were playing. Because up until then, I mean, it was like 40 shots to 19 mm-hmm. pretty regularly that they were getting outshot. And, you know, the quick went down real early in the season. So they've been playing Campbell, who all things considered has been playing well, but it's real difficult when you're just getting hammered away with that many shots every game, especially when it's like your first real stint in the NHL mm-hmm. to deal with that many shots. That's that's when, I mean, I feel like... Um, uh, I'm blanking on his name, your goalie. You Gibson. just said it. Gibson, yeah. Good <laughs> Gibson heavens. and Miller. Yeah. Gibson, I feel like, is a casualty of that whole East Coast bias thing because, I mean, even being a Kings fan that, you know... Passionately rivals against the Ducks. I was looking at the the uh, finalists last year for the uh, the Vesna, thinking like, oh, that's that's Gibson's to lose. Like, you'd think so, yeah, yeah, because of what he did. But it felt like one of those years where it's like, okay, well, Renee is definitely one of those guys that should have a Vesna in his in his cabinet. He's older. And, like, if there's really a year that we can kind of give it to him just for the sake of giving it to him like this is probably it like nobody's gonna really mind if we don't give it to gibson or right, right. you know it was like it, it felt like uh when scorsese won the oscar for the departed <laughs> where it's like dude scorsese has made so many amazing movies right. that he should have won best picture for best director whatever and i mean don't get me wrong the departed was a good movie but like it was just sort of like okay well you got this one in a year when there's not really that strong a candidate, so, like, sorry about all those other ones we didn't give you. Right, yeah. That kind of felt like what... It's
0: like a tip of the hat kind of. Yeah, kinda like you a know, it's like, it. hey,
1: sorry about all those other years you didn't get it. Like, that's that's what Renee's Vezna felt like. Like, obviously, one of the greats of our generation and has had seasons that were just phenomenal, and not to take anything away from what he did last mm-hmm. year, but, like, it did sort of feel like a little, like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like... Hey, yeah, yeah good like, one. <laughs> good work there, kid. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah, and I, man, there is a lot of that, especially when it comes to um, the trophies at the end of the year, right? Yeah. So. Oh
1: yeah, which there's probably no teams that that witness that harder than like the California hockey teams because you've got a your American teams and B your West Coast teams, so you're just fighting a whole lot of like, well, you're not original six. You're not on the East Coast, like, you know. You always see Bergeron winning the Selkie Trophy over a guy like Kopitar, where like there's there's been years where Kopitar. I mean, I think he's won it twice now, and Bergeron again. Not to take anything away from him, but like there have been years where it just sort of felt like he got it. He didn't. Yeah, he, didn't like he didn't necessarily earn it a little. Bit. I, I don't think he was a better defensive forward than Kopitar, but he was just seen more mm-hmm. you know you see it like the Norris trophy the Vezna I mean the fact that Kopitar was even a finalist for the heart last year was like oh we right. made it like right, that was right. almost as good as him winning like oh, oh <laughs> right. we got a finalist in there like that's we yeah. did it this year boys <laughs> right yeah
0: no totally and uh <laughs> god that's so true I'm trying to think I think it I can't remember I'm kind of guessing but I'd I have to look it up but I think Getzloff was a heart finalist one year
1: I feel like it was fairly it, recent, like in the last yeah, like, and I think, five years. Yeah, and I think
0: Crosby won it that year or something, which was fair given that year. But I just remember thinking it was like incredible that he was even yeah. mentioned.
1: Yeah. It's, like, again, it's it's almost as incredible as him winning. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Our it, team's player, a finalist for MVP. Yes. Yeah, wow. Imagine that. <laughs> just looks wistfully. Yeah. Right. Um, Gauges it, into be, the distance. I'll
0: even be watching like, YouTube videos that are like from the NHL that are like, highlights from this week or like slow-mo video, you know, like they do their slow-mo Sunday, Mondays or whatever. Like a lot of those videos are like best hits of the week and I can think of like three of Manson crushing
1: someone <laughs> into a board and then you watch these videos and there's like no Boston, clips of it. Boston, Boston, yeah. Bo- And you're like,
0: like, oh, come on. We, we know, like we get know Boston uh, can
1: hit, man, but did you know that other teams
0: can too? Yeah, it's just a little weird. Um... And, I, and we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't something we've noticed for a long time. So. For, let's see, I'll be 30 in December, so about <laughs> that long. Yeah, and... Oh, God. Yeah, God, it's so true. I, uh, I get, like, legitimately sad sometimes. I, like, mm-hmm. I'll like watch this video, and I'm like, there wasn't a single Ducks clip in there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. there's times where you're just like, they're definitely going to make it this week, right? Like, you'll see some incredible play in, like, a playoff game that went into, like, overtime, mm-hmm. where it's just a beautiful goal, and then they'll show, like... Sports Center top ten like number nine will be like a deke that like a Chicago player made and you're like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah a routine but, backhand goal yeah. yeah yeah it's like look at the way did you know you can use the backside of your <laughs> stick for goals because this guy sure does and you're yeah. like what?
0: yeah man I mean I'm I'm happy that Gibson shows up in like best saves now because oh, sometimes yeah. he makes pretty good ones but like the <laughs> I mean he's pretty technically sound so he doesn't have to do a lot but you know and but what's amazing to me too is like sometimes I'll be like scrolling through Twitter right. And sometimes you'll see the NHL account be like, here's an amazing play from yesterday. And they'll have a description of it whatever. And if I see a Ducks play in there, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. And then, and then I remember I'm like, oh, well, it's because there were only two games on last night, so of course they have little to pick yeah. from. And I'm
1: Like well, we got to show something. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you're like, okay, so I'm watching Comtois goal again. Like <laughs> it was just like a random. It was like he did, he made one move and shot it like yeah. six inches it's off the like, ice. Well, this
1: isn't much of a highlight, but it's, it's just like it's the yeah, highlight. Good for I guess. you, man.
0: But it is the hi- right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're getting more into... I mean, maybe we should just go into how this season is going so far. Um, not well, Zach. Not well. <laughs> well, so shockingly, it is going well for the Ducks so far, which um, I think we both... I mean, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but there's just no way that that's going to be sustainable with the amount of injuries the Ducks have.
1: You know, I mean, even looking, think, at, anyway. looking at the team last year, they just kept getting hit with injuries Mm -hmm. i mean it was just like player after player after player and it got to the point where it literally felt like you're watching the san diego goals all like you know it was like some weird like replacements movie where it's like oh they crossed the picket line and yeah now they're skating around and it's like they were still winning games and they're kind of doing the same thing this year so it's like i mean there was a point where
0: eric or uh, Derek grant was centering the top line so yeah yeah. And, yeah,
1: so the, the, I feel like that's, that's generally your sign for like this isn't good. <laughs> right. This is uh like, hmm. not going the way we expected this one to go. Right. Cuz that's the thing is like you, you the the centers in Anaheim, if there's one thing that I would look at that roster and just be like, Ugh, god, yeah. just the depth, especially once you guys got Henrique, it was like yeah, seriously? Like yeah. is that he's on your third line? Like yeah. that that's a guy that would be on the first line in a lot of teams, you know, but so, for Derek Grant to be your first line center, it means like. <laughs> I did, the beginning. Things yeah. are going badly. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and even now, it's like we. Uh, Anaheim just has a lot of. It's basically kids out there at this point, yeah. just like doing their best. And it, I mean, it's working out. I mean, you have like dudes showing up. You have yeah. Isaac Lundestrom, who's our first rounder, like is 18 years old and he's out there, like. Competing. Yeah. So I, I mean it's dude, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, this the last couple of years, man, it's it's been a young man's league. Like yeah, there's been it. a huge, <laughs> huge youth movement over the I mean, around the time that McDavid came into the league, it was like everybody I don't I mean, McDavid was one of those guys that before the draft the year before, people were already like, Oh, who's yeah. gonna be lucky enough to get McDavid? Right. And I feel like just knowing what a presence he was going to be and what a game changer he was going to be coming into the league. Like every team started reevaluating like what was important in the players they had. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you started seeing just a dramatic shift in like the culture on, on a lot of teams where like, I mean, just as recently as like six years ago when the Kings won the Stanley cup, it was all about like these big brutish hitting teams those are the teams that were going to get you to the Stanley cup. Like, mm-hmm. man, if you can just, you just keep hitting, you know, you look at teams like Boston, um, Chicago, LA, <clears throat> the devils, like those, that's what they were was like, they, they weren't these like fast deking scoring teams. It was like, they just were aggressive and physical where now it's like, if you don't have three to four, really, really, ungodly fast players on your team, you're not going to win, you know? And so you're seeing when, when you look at a team like Anaheim that for all intents and purposes, you look at that roster and you're like, they're they're not going to win. Like they're just too injured. And like all these guys are so young, but because of how things have, have just re crafted in the league teams like that are built for success. So in a weird way where like on paper, they shouldn't do well, Because of how the culture has changed, it's allowing them to do well. You Mm -hmm. know, speed is like almost one of the most important things to have on a on an NHL team now, and you're seeing like every team is adopting it just overnight.
0: Yeah, and I think that really solidified too with the back to back Pittsburgh wins. That team is was built for speed. Oh, I mean, as soon as as soon as I
1: saw Haglin end up on that team, I'm like, well, yeah, he's he's so fast.
0: I like forget he was on the Ducks at one point.
1: Briefly, he was. I don't. On. I watched him zip past
0: our guys a lot. <laughs> he didn't
1: Unsettling. do it. You know, he
0: didn't really like do super well in um, Anaheim. So, I mean, I'm glad he's doing well with the, the Penguins because that dude works. You know, he's he's
1: one of those guys that like, regardless of where he is, you just can't help but root for him. Yeah, like you want to see him do well. So, like that's why it was kind of a bummer when he was in Anaheim because it's like I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to root for you, man. Like yeah. you're on my rival, but like, there's like
0: players on. Every team, though, I think that are kind of like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like Henrique is one of those guys, too. He's just, like, really likable. Like, if, if like, Flurry was on the Kings, like, how could you not oh, like that guy? Dude. You know?
1: Like, I, I watched Flurry turn into a, a brick wall for four games against the Kings last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, I mean, within half an hour after getting swept out of the playoffs, I'm sitting in my garage with my head in my hands, like, man, how, how could you not like Flurry? Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, no he, kidding.
1: Like, I don't know of very many players in just professional sports in general that are more likable than that guy. I mean, mm-hmm. that dude before he was even officially drafted like in the expansion draft by Vegas was already like unspoken the face of their franchise. Right.
0: Yeah. That's Definitely a
1: that that, that says a lot about a person like that like to just immediately, especially as a goalie, mm-hmm. to be the face of a franchise is kind of like it's basically like Carey Price and then like Lundqvist.
0: Yeah. I think it kind of st- you could make an argument for maybe Quick being close to that because and i say that because every time i go to a game i see a million quick jerseys
1: well a lot of that i think had to do with that first stanley cup run yes where he just like you know quick had been playing very well Mm -hmm. for the last couple years before that but like it was like he just woke up one day and was like i'm gonna break the records (laughs) which ones all of them just all of them you know um but i think i think if you were to ask like Casual fans all over the country and like all over Canada, like who's the face of the Kings? Probably without missing a beat, most of them would say like Doughty. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few would say Quick. Maybe a few would say Kopitar. But I feel like Dowdy has kind of become like the guy. That's that's like the guy from from L.A.
0: Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed Kopitar.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just cause, I mean really, because he's captain on right? on any given day. I feel like it kind of bounces because most people will look at like if you were to talk about like the cap and on that team, a lot of people would probably like. Myself included, say like someday Dowdy's going to be the captain of that team, right? It's a matter of when, not if, like, especially now he he wears an A, right? Yeah, Yeah. okay, yeah. Once uh, once Kopitar got the C, uh, Carter and Dowdy got the A's, and then you know, if they're missing, then Brown gets it, which is which is good. He's honestly he's he's a guy that deserves it. He's he has just shouldered so much of the blame for that team and has taken so much heat from. Like, the media never talks about the Kings, and then when they do it, they just, like, shit on Dustin Brown. And it's like, man, <laughs> yeah, leave the poor guy alone. Like, right, right. Man. But, yeah, I mean, even, even, like, talking about, like, face of the franchise, like, you're seeing that change pretty dramatically all over the league, too. Like, in the matter of a couple of years, where, like, you know, 80s, 90s, 2000s, like, you had guys that were the face of franchises for, like, a decade, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, like, Crosby with the Penguins are like Ovechkin with the Capitals. Like you kind of had like each team had that one guy that was like, Oh yeah, him. Mm-hmm. Where in the last like two, three years, a big portion of the league's like face of their franchise has changed. Like, I mean, did you even look in San Jose and it's sort of like, kind of Who up in the air. Who even is it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Burns you know. probably. Yeah. I, I feel like he's, he's become, because like Thornton's, be. what, what is Thornton, like 38, 39 now? He's, he's getting up there. Yeah. I'm super sad he shaved his beard. <laughs> but like.
0: He he went from like grizzled uncle who's like really into camping to like your our dad. You yeah, know? I think like that's the that was the transition. I'm
1: pretty sure as soon as that beard was off, that dude was just going like, fuck wild with dad jokes and i really (laughs) i I really hope so because joe thornton's another one of those guys that like you can't really help but root for yeah especially just the way he got like for me oh yeah yeah burns burns and thornton are both guys that like i would be super stoked if they ended up on my team Mm -hmm. just like i'm sure you would like oh yeah like i mean thornton not to the the same degree that burns is but like thornton would just be like (laughs) oh that's gonna be fun
0: like, yeah, yeah. I bet yeah. a lot
1: of our guys will really like look up to him and like get along with him and like, but like Burns would just be like, oh, this is gonna be a fun few years. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it's funny too because even I mean, I feel like I'm, from an outside perspective, guys like maybe like Pavelski would be easy to be like, ah, oh, man, he's so good that I don't like him. But yeah. then, but then I watch games, I'm like, ah, oh, Pavelski, I'm glad he's American. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's going of how way I to represent get. us. I'm I'm like, mean, we right, need dude, more captain, you. Yeah, for real. Because I mean, he's captain of the team before, so can um, we can we
1: talk about how disappointing it is that now that we finally have like a slew of super talented american players <laughs> that the know. league's like no olympics and yeah. it's like oh, oh yeah
0: you have matthews gudreau debrink Eichel, like um, yeah d- fuck dude, oh my god Eichel. it's it's yeah. like unfair like we <laughs> finally have like that's a gold medal team and they're right. like no it's not yeah gibson is kind of gonna be the guy yeah um jeez i mean you still
1: got quick like
0: yeah you know. yeah schneider
1: Yeah, like super super talented Kane. I mean, like
0: oh yeah, forget about yeah.
1: A lot of people do. (laughs) Despite, I mean, I've I've seen he's still doing stuff. I think he's already had a hat trick this season. Yeah, like it's (laughs) yeah, yeah. But um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. If we finally get all these really talented American players, and that's when the NHL decides, like, no more Olympics. I'm like, can we? Yeah, what? Just one more, man. Like, come on. I feel like the
0: defense or the American defense. I don't. Like I don't even can't even think of like the one guy that would come to mind. Like, is it? It's not Petrangelo. It's um, what's his face? Shattenkirk, I guess. Is American. Yeah, I mean, he's he's but like he's even like then, way
1: on the the like back nine of his career. Yeah. now I don't want to look that up because I feel like there's somebody like really obvious that we're forgetting.
0: Yeah. Um. We, we said Matthews, right? Did we say Matthews? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay well, I'm
1: talking specifically like demon like yeah yeah i I don't know why i'm like completely blanking on like i mean it probably says something about it yeah
0: i mean i just hope that maybe they'll do the world cup of hockey again or so yeah no
1: i think they just said that they're they're gearing up for that in 2020 okay which that that was super cool i really they i feel like they marketed that very well yeah and yeah, that that was i think that was another thing that was super disappointing about them pulling out of the olympics a couple years ago was that like you're you're in a position where like the sports growing like really rapidly for the first time in a long time. Cause that, that strike in the early two thousands, like almost killed the NHL mm-hmm. and you should really still be looking for any way to like grow the sport. So you pull out of the Olympics when like you're yeah. looking at some of the best players that the game has seen in years. Mm-hmm. I feel like just from a marketing standpoint, that was a super poor choice, but when it all boils down to it, the owners basically voted out of it because it's like, well, we don't want our players getting hurt and so we can thank Stamkos for that because in 2014... Ray broke his leg. Yeah, or whatever, and that yeah. was like, that was like crushing to the Lightning's <clears throat> chances that year mm-hmm. and I feel like that played into a lot of owners, like, uh, mindset with it and it's like, dude, you really, like, look long term. Think about the marketing it's going to bring in for like, player, you know, fans watching like that player and then being like, who does he play for? Like, oh, I want to watch them more. Mm-hmm. Like, really should have tried to look more long-term than they did, but... Yeah, know. agreed.
0: Yeah, because no one's watching the IIHF. I, Do people say double IIHF? I don't know, um, whatever. No one watches the World Championships because it's always like... If. It's always like all the dudes that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So like, basically, you know...
1: Oh, Dustin Bufflin's American. Oh, Brian yeah. Souter, Keith Yandel.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, all right. So that's not... I mean, they're good. I mean, it's not like you're not going to have burns Dowdy. All
1: those guys. Suban. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, that's that Canadian roster. No matter what. Yeah, I what. mean Canada's
0: obnoxiously good no matter what no Let's matter see. what year it is, no all right, matter so when. we
1: got oh, John Carlson.
0: Oh yeah. Oh my god. Goligoski,
1: Shattenkirk, think... Niskanen, Haynes. Goligoski's American? Yeah. Wow.
0: Apparently. I didn't
1: know that. All these guys are kinda like other than John Carlson, like older. Like oh, well, you know what you know what I'm looking at? This is all uh like active American like points leaders for like oh. career. Oh, okay. Cam um, Fowler, Ryan McDonough, Brooks orpic Alec Martinez, um, Bogosian, oh, forgot Ghost Despair.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, okay, yeah, all right. So, wow, we just literally couldn't think of. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I mean, uh, they're good, but they're not like...
1: They're not superstar good, look but at that, they, they, like, wow, it could kind of yeah. be one of those teams like like Vegas was last year, where like they could all just work really well together. Right. Because you, they, I mean, they're all talented, but they're not like on the level of like superstar that like you know Burns, Dowdy, Subban. Like that was that's like borderline unfair. Yeah, yeah. But the offense is kind of on that level of like, right. woof. Yeah, that's gnarly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I just want to see I just want to see Phil Kessel win more things. I think is what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him eat more hot dogs out of more trophies, I think.
1: I think he should run for president in 2020. <laughs> right. That was my favorite joke I heard after he won the Stanley Cup. It was like that he was going to have his own little parade and the rat was just going to be around the Toronto sun like <laughs> six times. <laughs> <laughs> he should have. Yeah. His day with the
0: cup is him just standing outside.
1: Yeah, just just holding it up like uh uh, like John Cusack yeah. in the, in the <laughs> yeah. rain. Yeah. Just like with a with a boombox like on top of it outside of the Toronto Sun, <laughs> just staring right. really just happily.
0: Playing the, yeah, some, the national anthem. Yeah. Either oh. one.
1: Oh, what a beautiful moment.
0: <laughs> um, God,
1: yeah. What a good guy to win it, you know. He's, he's just a fun guy. Like, everything about him is just fun to watch. His interviews are hilarious. His, like,
0: face gets memed a lot. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. his...
1: His, <laughs> I, you can't even call it like, like team picture. His like headshot for the <laughs> every, Olympic team last time. time was so great. Like, it looked like out of like Napoleon Dynamite. Like, oh yeah. yeah, that's gonna look really good.
0: Like, you're like, all right. It, it's almost as if the direction they give him. Like, all right. Look just
1: the most uncomfortable you can imagine. Can you look uncomfortable while also looking impressed? <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah, right. that's, that's what we're going to use. Why I, why I thought you should do
0: that, I don't know. I just feel like I had a feeling about just it. Just felt
1: know? right. <laughs> <laughs> to which he said, I agree. You're
0: right. To which he said, and then that's the face he made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So good. All right, so one of the one of the segments we want to try to do on this um, on this show that sounds that's a fun thing on this show on this, this episode, is a show, everybody on this
1: episode of Down the Five. <laughs> we want to try some uh, some bold predictions here. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna do um, uh, bold predictions that are not entirely unreasonable um, because I feel like in hockey, especially, you can make these kinds of predictions. With some sort of like backup, or you can back up these seemingly insane sounding predictions with logic, and sometimes it actually kind of works out, right? So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Let's let's uh, just take a stab at a at a few of these. Um, and one that one that I wrote down um, before actually the season even started is that Toronto makes it to the conference final with the, of course the help of Tavares and you know yeah just all this energy they have moving forward which to start the season once again it does not seem that like a crazy thing does, to have said yeah, yeah. You, so
1: you can't really ask for a better start than they've had like yeah. as far as you know it's not like oh my god they're undefeated but like i mean they're close to it and they've got four of the top 5 points scorers in the league right now <laughs> yeah i mean again it's it's one of those situations where any of those four guys could be the superstar player on another team and they're all on the same team. That's mm-hmm. like kind of unfair, but yeah, that's that's definitely like a bold, not so bold prediction that right. I could I could get on board with. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things too where, you know,
0: you could have said, Oh, Toronto's gonna have the they have to adjust, their defense still isn't great.
1: That's I, I think I, I think mean, that's their, the,
0: still their one. I was thing. gonna say
1: in the in the long run I feel like that's going to be what prevents them from kind of taking it to the next level this season. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they end up pulling up some like defensive prospect who just comes out of nowhere and lights it up. like.
0: Or trades Nylander. Nylander yeah. Uh, for that, that
1: is a, I mean, if you trade him, you almost have to trade for a D man. That's going to yeah, be uh, a know. contributor because that's, it's, you know, I'm a lifelong Broncos fan. And that, that year that, Peyton Manning was just lighting everybody up on offense was also, you know, they succumbed to the fact that they had absolutely no defense Mm -hmm. and it was one of the most painful seasons I've ever watched come just crashing down (laughs) in violent flames. And I feel like that's kind of where Toronto's at right now where they've got so much offensive firepower, but no defense and you know, they're probably going to win a lot of like five to four games and like six to five, you know, they're going to have these games that are just shootouts that they're more often than not going to come out on top of. But, like, you know, if you take a team that's, like, really solid, sound defensive team in, like, a seven-game series in the playoffs, do they have what it takes to push it beyond some of those teams? I don't know. Because, yeah, they have a good goalie, but he's not, like, Mm otherworldly. And if your defense is lacking that hard, even if you put somebody like, you know, Renee or Gibson or any of these guys up there it's kind of hard for them to stop all the the quality chances that are being allowed and right but I mean in the meantime I'm definitely enjoying the the Toronto like shootout show
0: yeah and like Anderson's a good goalie he's not like I wouldn't necessarily put him in the top tier you know but he's Good enough, I think. To yeah, he's, get,
1: he's like the hockey version of a game manager. Like, he's not going to lose you games, but right, right. He's probably not going to be that superstar player. He's not going like, to
0: steal any for you, or if he
1: does, you know, he might. But yeah, he's got well, he's got the potential for yeah. like a few. He'll you know, he'll have some highlight saves. Right. I know he definitely had a few last year that were like good, but like as far as consistently, yeah, I'd I'd probably agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, like he's yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna be stealing games for you, but he'll be there, you know. He'll make the stops he should most of the time. Yeah. But um yeah, I think that's their one sort of I wouldn't say glaring flaw, but it's it's simmering, you know. Yeah. It's like waiting to be a bigger yeah. problem cuz so. you
1: you you it's obviously like people who are analyzing them and, you know, you talk you hear them on like sports shows where they're talking about him. It's almost sort of like they're ignoring it because it's like you don't want to talk about the negatives with this team when their offense is doing so much. Like mm-hmm. they had more you, – you, I'm trying to remember exactly how I heard it worded. Like they scored more touchdowns last week than like nine NFL teams because they had two <laughs> games. They had two games with seven goals. Right. So they scored seven points twice in a week, and there's NFL teams that didn't do that. Like right. that's – that's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that just is a testament, I think, to just how yeah. well
0: they're gelling up there. Yeah, and the, I mean the the raw like talent is is all there, obviously too. So, should be interesting to see how they, um, how that works out down the line, especially with you know like teams like, you know Tampa Bay in their in their in their division. Um, you got of course Boston still. Um, Atlantic's not looking particularly strong, I think, really so far. But I mean, I think Toronto's going to run away with that one a little bit, unless something horrible happens, unless someone goes down for them. But
1: yeah, apparently Ottawa's uh, not
0: as bad, yeah question mark yeah <laughs> it's
1: very strange yeah but I, I you know they were they were already kind of looking like they were going to have a laughing stock season before they traded Carlson and then they traded him for like you know, a like mystery box and like a bag of Cracker Jacks. <laughs> right. Right. And it was like, Oh yeah. So they're, they're just going full blown rebuild mm-hmm. and they're not sucking horribly. Yeah. And it's really, honestly, that's probably been the most surprising thing to me this season. Like they're not even, it's not like they're doing great, right. but I don't think anybody even expected them to be doing like reasonably crappy. Right, this right. season. Like they were just, they looked like a team on paper that would be awful. And like Kachuk has just been like super good for them. And
0: Lajoie, yeah, the other, yeah. The other I mean, kid. right now
1: they've got seven points in six games, which is you know not again. It's not great, but they're ahead of Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Florida, Detroit. Like I don't think anybody, even yeah. even even six games in, like even if you're talking like oh fluke, like I don't think people expected them to get flukes <laughs> right? like yeah. they there's no room for yeah the fluke, their roster know? didn't look like it was even capable of pulling off like fluky wins <laughs> <Right>. so like <laughs> yeah. even for them to be in this this situation with like flukes is like wow like good for you like yeah
0: no at kidding. least at least
1: you're not just starting it off by like kicking the trash barrels over and like dumpster diving like right, right. good for you
0: yeah and, and uh on on sort of the flip side of that obviously we're talking about ottawa carlson's down on the on the, the Sharks. Um, my other one, before I before I turn it over to you for predictions, is that I, f- I feel like the Sharks will just cruise mediocrely. That's not a word, but it is now. It is now. Uh, Call just, us, Oxford. What's up? Just cruise it, like, middle of the division to the All-Star break, and then they're just, after that, just going to, like, rail everyone. I feel like they're going to just kind of, like, figure it out, sort of not rock the boat, and then, like, post-All-Star break, they're just going to, like, Arizona Coyotes it.
1: Yeah. Kind of like they're going to uh just fly under the radar for a little while. Yeah. So people are expecting them to not really do much. Right, they might have a,
0: a couple, like, a three-game win streak here and there. They'll, like, do good, but I, I feel like, I don't know. They're going to do enough to, like,
1: stay in the hunt yeah. without being talked about.
0: Yeah. I just get this feeling that they're going to come out of the All-Star break and just, like... Then people are gonna see it and be like, okay, yeah, this is
1: the the sharks that we were like waiting for. Yeah, this is know? this is what we expected when right. we knew that Burns and Carlson were gonna be on the same team together. Right. When, when, like, when Vlasic's your third guy, like, yeah, that, like you know. Kane's here like full time yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah, all these guys, like again, they're another one of those teams, you look at their roster and they've got five points in six games. You kind of expected at this point that it would be a lot more than that. Right, it would be
0: the most points in six games, yeah yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Like, it almost like, feels that, yeah, way. really, like it,
1: they've they've got a lot of offensive firepower, they've got a just an angering defense it yeah. like it and makes Jones me, it Martin really it makes me mad to look at their defense on paper and be like, dude, uh, you suck, I yeah, hate, I hate between I hate you. them and Nashville,
0: like nash like you have what suban Yossi, Ellis Eckholm, now ham Hughes like. But, I mean the last time I can even think of a team having something like that was maybe Prager and Niedermeyer. Yeah. Back in, you know, when they the Ducks had their run. Yeah. I mean, since I mean, I guess you can kinda look at Nashville and think like they have that going on in a way with Suban and Yossi. Yossi is like really fucking good. Yossi is so, definitely
1: he's an underrated guy. Yeah. Probably should be like in that conversation more. But again, it's it's hard to when you have a guy like Suban on your team. Right. You know? Um it's it's just it's hard for players to get like recognition when there's somebody that's like that superstar level player. On it has the line. a
0: personality. He does too. Oh yeah, and yeah. everyone like loves you know the media like loves interviewing him. Yeah, you know uh, obviously he's. I'd love to from him. Canada. We should get him on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, coming up for episode two. Uh, <laughs> right. Can we get Subban? Just putting up. An impossible bar yeah. that will never be lived up yeah. to, if that just, is
1: just, Yeah. <laughs> just like, so our first episode, we basically rambled around for 45 minutes, and somehow we got Suban in for episode two. Right. So uh, we're going to probably have a conclusion episode three, and right, then yeah. uh, that's just And then it's curtains. canceled, right? Yeah. <laughs> our it's, funding is gone, folks. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, our funding of uh, five whole crispy dollars. Yeah. You uh, know?
1: Crap. I lost my five dollars.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you had any... Uh, prepared. I well, my uh, me, my my big bit.
1: prediction that that I had again before before the season was that Vegas was going to flop this year. <laughs> we, right. Um, which I I yeah. said that I I didn't want to call their first season a fluke by any means, but I think it's really you go through as as crazy and wild as a roller coaster emotion season that they had last year, where it was just constantly exceeding people's expectations, like the bar kept getting raised and they kept clearing it and just unbelievable start where somehow they end up in the Stanley cup. And that's when they decided to have their first four game losing streak of the season. And it's sort of like the, the drain on your emotions that that has to have. And now the expectations have still gone up. Cause it's like, Oh, well you made the Stanley cup. Now you got to go win it. And it's like, it sort of just looked like it was a setup for like, this is going to end really badly in season two. I could totally see them rebounding next year, but I just feel like this season is going to be way, way, way below what they did mm-hmm. their first year. And I mean, it's pretty hard to live up to the expectations they set for themselves in the first year. Right. I mean, what did they finish with? Like 109 points or something? 110? A lot. Yeah. Right. The like, most in the yeah, Pacific. It probably action. would have been a franchise <laughs> record for a lot of teams. Right. And now it's like, You've set the bar so high that not only I don't I don't think not only they're not going to meet that again, I don't think they're going to come anywhere close. Like my, my big prediction before the season started was that they were going to miss the playoffs like completely. And was like, that
0: a prediction pre or post patch uh,
1: ready? That was pre patch ready. Right. Um, that probably would have affected it a little bit, but I still I'm still I, I would have held to that even after the patch ready one mm-hmm. and the season so far is not really going well for them and you know there's a lot of things you could credit it to sophomore slump like whatever you want to call it but they just they have the makings of a team that was going to like just kind of fall flat on their face mm. for a season which is good Vegas fans need to deal with adversity <laughs> and struggle to know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i remember just kind of I don't want to say feeling bad for Vegas fans because you can all go to hell for what kind of season you got to experience. (laughs) Like But I I remember just kind of like pitifully laughing, like, oh, what a bad time to experience like adversity and like struggle for the first time is like in the Stanley Cup final. Right. That's pretty brutal. Right. Like literally that's their longest losing streak of the entire season happened when they got eliminated from the Stanley Cup. That's brutal. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they they need it. Every every good franchise's fan base needs like a, a struggle period where mm. you realize like, all right, like yeah, we can't realistically expect that every year. Right. Um, right. The only people who are blessed enough to feel that are Patriots fans. This is just, <laughs> I just I just hope Carlson keeps it up. I like
0: want him to do well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, has, and, that's, and that's and that's not guy. to say there won't be yeah. like individual success because I mean you see that on on bad teams every year where like one or two, even sometimes three players will do very well. Mm-hmm. But I, I think just as a, as a unit, there's going to be just a lot of really disappointing games, um, periods where they're trying to figure out what the problem is and maybe they'll figure it out. I don't know. But I just, that was, that's been my prediction for like a couple of months now is like Vegas is going to come out and just face plant on the ice and I'm, I'm calling like maybe dead last in the division
0: Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah like when right. I
1: say miss the playoffs, I don't mean like fighting up until the last <laughs> game. I'm talking like they are going to just swing and a miss on the playoffs. Okay. Like, all right, I'm f- I don't know what. I'm sorry. Any <laughs> any like passionate Vegas fans in the Southern California area? My apologies, but <laughs> I'm just feeling a collapse this year. And again, it maybe it'll just they'll write the ship again next year. But I'm feeling this year is just a a nuke okay. of the season. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: The uh, James Neal to Calgary. Yeah, it's just gonna.
1: That was it. Yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah, he was he was he was like that that weak dude holding like the two He's the like, two oh, pieces God, together. Guys. Yeah, and and once he was gone, like the bleachers just kind of started caving in on themselves. Maybe right. that'll maybe that'll be like we'll look back like it'll be a real fun thirty to 30, thirty for thirty to watch like ten years from now. Like oh man, yeah, remember when Vegas was good that one year? Right. Like just Neal was apparently like the backbone and nobody knew it. Right. Right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You never know. Yeah. All right,
0: do you have any others so far?
1: That's been my big one. That's. don't really want to whole, throw out a whole lot of other weight, yeah, I guess, still on early, top of that. like. Know. Yeah, I mean, I I could definitely get on board with Toronto, like you said, getting to the conference mm-hmm. final and, like, yeah.
0: I don't know. Uh, at least with Anaheim. I feel like if this year they'll do, I they we'll probably get into the playoffs, but like on a maybe a wild card spot, which I don't think that's happened in a while for them. I think we've been like second or third. Or I feel or like or every, winning the Pacific. I was gonna like. say I
1: feel like most of the time that you guys get in as the division winners. Yeah. I mean, obviously, last like year a couple, but. we were we were both just looking up at Vegas like, oh yeah, fine, cool. Ducks like accidentally stumbled into a second
0: place finish, <laughs> barely above the Sharks, which I mean it clearly didn't help them at all, but like. <laughs>
1: Dude, and it was, yeah. it's so funny. I I thought that the ducks were just gonna like make easy, just kick the sharks out like super easy. Yeah, no. Like I totally. <laughs> I mean, I was I was one hundred percent planning for a Kings Ducks second round matchup, and I was open for it. Yeah, and yeah. neither of them even won a game. Yeah, no. Kidding. It was like the most embarrassing first round. I mean, like the Kings that that whole first round was just like really inexplicable. Like if you told me. That Jonathan Quick held a team to seven goals in a sweep, I'd be like, yeah, yeah good for a, him. A very and low If you series. if you then told me that that would we would be on the losing end of that sweep, I wouldn't believe you. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was such really like the I don't feel like the the series record reflected how tight all of I mean they were I think they were all one goal games. I think so. Like yeah. there were two shutouts. I think it was like. One nothing, two to one, three to two, and then one to nothing. So, all of them were like that. Uh, Any one little like bounce could change that. I mean, that's just like that could have been the King swept them. Mm-hmm. You know, just a couple different deflections, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm keeping my expectations tempered for this season. Just
0: yeah, yeah. You know, especially with all the injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: it's super cool having Kovalchuk. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh,
0: he was surprisingly a like more agile than I thought he was gonna be yeah. at this age. I mean he's
1: like thirty five. He's making
0: a lot of really good mo- he's skating well. He's handling the puck. I mean he's always handled the puck really well. <laughs> yeah. Like dude definitely is like a little he bit was, a little, he was, he's a bit
1: of a wizard. I yeah. mean that's for sure. Like Yeah. He was my so. biggest my like the basically like the biggest threat when the Kings played the devils in 2012 in the Stanley cup, like he was the guy that I was most scared of. Like, you know, they had Parise and like, there was a lot of talk about him, but Kovalchuk was just that dude where it's like, yeah, oh, I mean, he can, he's a difference the, maker.
0: Yeah. He can change the tide of the game. So. Yeah.
1: And really even at 35, like I've seen games where he's just sort of taken over mm-hmm. and that's, it's, it's, that gives me hope. Yeah, I just, you know, yeah. I don't know if there's like something missing this year. Maybe it's cause quick's injured and like they're struggling a little bit. Obviously it's super, super early, but like, I think the Kings will make the playoffs. Let's see what happens once we get there. Cause, yeah. Like, yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah, it's just, it, and it's funny to have, how it feels like that's just how it's going to be, right? It just feels like, yeah, you know, California teams are just going to make it because you look at the, you look at Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver and they just, it doesn't feel like they're there yet.
1: Yeah. Like they're gonna be,
0: they they will be. I mean, I, think, I, I feel you know. like we've been
1: saying that about Edmonton for <laughs> a really long time. Yeah, maybe we'll concede on that eventually. But like, yeah, man, I Arizona. Oh, Arizona. You know, I mean, they're not doing well at all. But no. they're they're one of those teams that, I mean, we saw it last year. They started out and it was like an atrocious start, right? Which is probably I feel like the whole league should be really grateful that their start was as bad as it was, because if they had enough points to make it into the playoffs, that was a team that looked like they could do it. Like, they totally had the makings of, like, a Cinderella team in the playoffs. But their their start was just so, so, so bad mm-hmm. that, like, they couldn't recover from it. Despite having one of the best second halves to a season I've ever seen out of a team. Um, you know, they, they could, they're, they're going to be there at some point in the future, you know, in the next, like, three years probably.
0: Yeah, you know, as the Seattle whatever's. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, the I the Quebec whatever. What if what if they just like like spit in the face of the NBA and just call them like the Supersonics?
0: That'd be hilarious. That'd probably
1: be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like just well, well you're not here anymore, so it's it's ours now. <laughs>
0: you, you know, what's funny too is the the basketball. I mean, um, the uh, you know their MLS team of oh, the, the Sounders. Sounders, which is like kind of that was a fan voted name, but it, it's like a. They're just into this whole, like, sound, yeah. supersonics.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, thing. I don't know. I don't know if they'll continue that, but, I mean, the Seahawks are kind of are what they are.
1: Coming up on episode two, we decide the name for the Seattle yeah. uh, sound-based name. <laughs> right. Maybe that'll just be the sound-based Seattles. Right. It just won't make the sense Seattle at all.
0: Seattle vibe. Oh God! And it's like a fucking waveform. I'm already
1: I'm I'm already <laughs> mad at them for for that. We're already mad. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I I hope they keep up. You know their like color scheme thing that the city has. I going. think they've already That'd said that cool. that's like
1: in their plans. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of a citywide thing. It's
0: cool. I wish more cities would do that. Like Pittsburgh obviously does that with their black and gold slash yellow. <laughs> yeah. The whatever. king
1: The Kings tried to do that uh, when they, when know, when Gretzky came into town. They, like, just ditched the purple and gold, and they were like, all right, we're going to go with, like, Raiders colors. <laughs> yeah. It was like, maybe you should, you know, maybe you should go with the Lakers colors uh, like you've been doing. That's, that's been working out. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Lakers are a much more successful franchise yeah, to, right. like, align yourself with, but they were going for, like, marketability, so they were like, oh, no, yeah. Tough. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, like, those, those jerseys were dope, the, like, yeah. you know, the silver and black, like. I liked them.
0: Right. I don't when like them. That... When did the purple come back? Was that post Gretzky?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I want to say it was like late '90s, early 2000s. It was when they did the
0: whole like lion crest logo. Yeah. thing, right. Yeah, yeah, they
1: they had that like real late '90s, early two thousands, because they changed to their current uniforms the year they won the Stanley Cup for the first time. Oh, right. Which right. is funny because the Ducks won their first Stanley Cup <laughs> when they stopped <laughs> right. being called the Mighty Ducks. So right. it's like right. apparently. Just gotta change your branding. Yeah, just like, just just call yourselves the Sharks of San Jose and do a little bit different color scheme, and boom, first Stanley Cup. Like, there you go. That's all you need. (laughs) Which is funny, too, because both our teams lost a Stanley Cup a a few years before Mm -hmm. they won their first one. So, San Jose, you've gotten that part out of the way. Right. You just gotta (laughs) rebrand. Right. And there you go. (laughs) You're set.
0: Yeah. Man, if, they, okay, if there was one, let me ask you this. If there was one team you could pick to be like, we're going to rebrand you, you don't have to have the idea fleshed out, but if you're like, wow, there's one team that really needs rebranding, like, who would you pick?
1: Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That's not
0: who I would have chosen, but that, de- they definitely need it. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: They're, you know, we were, before we were recording, it was one of the things we were talking about. Like, they're a team that I regularly forget exists. <laughs> right. And... Yeah, there. I mean, there's just the. I don't know. I don't know what it is about them that there's just something that I'm kind of like. Is eh.
0: so it the toilet flushing? Yeah. Broken.
1: Yeah, that could be it. I mean, like yeah. that. I for all intents and purposes, like the name is cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, it, it's like one of those things. Like in theory, this is really dope. You know. Yeah, maybe like yeah. the
1: name and color scheme don't really go together. They like I don't think of, I don't hurricane. think of red when I think of hurricanes. Like it, the logo is uninspiring. Yeah. Like you got Justin Williams, like do something with that. Just you, just make your logo like him with his crazy hair on team photo day. <laughs> like that's always fun. That's like my favorite thing every year. Is like oh, Justin Williams team photos coming out. Like it's right. it's literally like become a tradition for him to just grow his hair out right before that, and then just like throw it out as hard as he can to look ridiculous in the team photos, so right. that you can be like oh there he is. That's funny. so like just use that as your logo. Like right. who wouldn't want to see that? in like I mean it'd be kind of intimidating, honestly. Right. Like skating against like well. Yeah, just rename yourselves the Carolina Williams. Right. Super unconventional. People will remember it. <laughs> your logo is just a player's face. Right. So yeah, right. I'll take my royalty checks when they, uh, when they right. decide to go that route. Who who would be your your choice if you were to rebrand any team?
0: The Senators, and it's oh yeah, that's a pretty much. I don't hate you know. I don't hate the name. Like, it do, I don't. It doesn't bother me. It's the like. Logo that
1: really—that is the me. worst logo. I, I
0: don't know what is it is. Worst. I'm sorry, Ottawa. Like, for a lot of things, but it looks <laughs> but like, like that. It looks oh like a Chinese God.
1: knockoff of like the Patriots logo, where it's just like this weird like face.
0: Yeah, there's just like no like, nothing inspiring about it. There's nothing remarkable. There's like their O jerseys are cool.
1: I love oh the, yeah. The, like
0: yeah. I feel like something like that that is just like like the
1: no one had the no one currently has stripes than that that would look like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. It's unique while not, like, that's, it's it's, it's always a struggle to find, like, you want to be unique without being, like, way too much of an yeah. outlier. And right. I feel like that's kind of in that perfect spot where, like, you're recognizable, you're unique yeah. without having that just a, ugh,
0: I hate that logo so Yeah, much. it's bad. And, and honorable mention goes to the Blue Jackets um, for two reasons, because uh, their third jersey with the with the Canon and it's like blue and the light blue way more sick than their actual yeah like, like it, 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 it's kind of Winnipeg-y looking right like so it's not the that color scheme I guess isn't super original but it looks nice
1: yeah but like the Canon is just so much cooler well and that is it's like kind of becoming st- the star thing yeah it's yeah. kind of the Canon is sort of like a synonymous with the blue jackets like that's sort of like yeah, their that, iconic thing like yeah, totally. so you almost should they
0: show it on TV yeah
1: you know? yeah i mean remember like what a big deal that was like when they had the all-star game a couple of years ago was like oh yeah I, one of the games the score was like <clears throat> 19 to 14 <laughs> so that cannon was just going off like. this is going hard yeah, yeah that's funny yeah so i mean like that brand yourself around it like you your franchise has become like again synonymous with that cannon like use that yeah that that's, Colum-
0: also Columbus Cannons. That's got a ring to it. it sounds
1: like a Quidditch team, but that's that okay. Totally. Does.
0: I don't know if anyone read that book that like the, all the, the history of Quidditch or whatever. No. There was there. I think they were called the Chudley Cannons, and I've never that forgotten it. <laughs> I've never because I was like, "Damn, a team named the Cannons that's, is really see, sick." I, I look at that and think a team named Chudley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's Chudley, whatever. But I mean, you have like Arsenal, right, in the Premier
1: League, where they got, get called the Cannons. And I'm like, that yeah. is so sick. It Really? Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, it's it's, it's like that's, aggressive. That's a, that's a great but not, yeah. It's yeah. it's a great name because it's that is kind of like a it's a difficult thing to find like an original sounding sports team name. Right. And like cannons, like Columbus cannons. You got like the, you know, CC. Like it, it. It just has a cool sound to it. It's yeah. aggressive sounding. Like it's
0: kind of a hockey slang too. Yeah. Is like or I mean not a I mean I guess it's more of a baseball slang actually because like oh yeah the uh, cannon is I'd an say arm it's, or I think it's like
1: a sports thing. Yeah. It's it's like a, football, yeah, it's baseball. True. Like yeah. yeah. So yeah. Still, it's like you're, you're it now marketing yourself. To, yeah, 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 it's it's cool. Yeah, it's like the cool Columbus Cannons. There you go. Right. There's your new name. The yeah. really the chill Columbus
0: Cannons crew. <laughs> Actually, oh, uh, the Columbus Crew is their MLS team, though. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're like the they're like the they're like the yellow and gold kind of, or I mean, yellow and black kind of
1: mm, look. Yeah.
0: Going for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I would just. And as a Ducks fan, I feel like I would love to just have
1: the eggplant and jade back. Yeah. You know? Dude, who doesn't like those?
0: I know. God.
1: That's that's the thing that, like, it would have been a lot easier to swallow a Ducks Stanley Cup <laughs> if it were the Mighty Ducks winning the Stanley uh, Cup. Yeah, know, like, ah, you know. It's like,
0: like, you know yeah. it's like our childhood winning. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out on top.
1: Yeah, you switch to Anaheim Ducks, and it's like, yeah, now I don't like you anymore, even a little bit. Like, you know, we are already division rivals, so it's like, but like, right. now I have nothing. You're, you don't have redeemable qualities anymore. You mean nothing to me. Yeah. You're dead to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: just, you know, I just wanted to see, yeah, that would have been great. Like, if they would have won in 2003 with Korea and all that, you know, against oh, the that Devils. That was a hell of a Stanley Cup. Uh,
1: I just... I think that's the only time that... Anybody's one um, Stanley oh. Cup MVP? Yes, Jagr. Uh, yeah. yeah, and th- not one. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, which I mean, that's pretty tough to that's do. That's amazing when you really think yeah, about it. Yeah, like winning Con Smythe on the losing team—you got to do a lot. So yeah, I mean, that was just like a
0: really. God, I just wanted to. I wish Korea would have won a
1: won a cup. Yeah, that's why. Like, I mean, I, I don't really have opinions about the Red Wings, but I will forever be grateful
0: that they brought
1: <laughs> Luke Robitaille a Stanley Cup. Right, know, right, right. Yeah. On that, like, super team. Yeah. Yeah. The Hall of Fame. They, they were like the hockey version of, like, the NBA's dream team, right. except in the NHL. It wasn't even, like, in the Olympics. It was just like, yeah, we're going to take all the superstars. And it was, like, such an unbelievably good team that the NHL literally was like, yeah, we need a salary cap.
0: We're not <laughs> allowing that
1: anymore. Right, right. Because that was basically how Detroit was winning their Stanley Cups in, like, late 90s, 2000s. It was just like, we'll buy them. Right, right. You know, and it's like, I mean, it is it is kind of a bummer to know that we're probably never going to see, like, a super team like that again. Because that was, like, honestly pretty fun to watch. Right, right. But, yeah, that, that yeah. team was ridiculous. It's I think, the
0: same reason people like watching teams like Man U.
1: Yeah, or Golden State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: just like well, I mean not Man U this season, but you know, like a lot yeah. of a lot of uh you know, teams and leagues that don't have caps when they just like are like, Well, that's the best player in the world, we're gonna purchase him. Yeah, you know.
1: We'd like to uh have him. <laughs> yeah, please. like
0: here's money.
1: Yeah.
0: Like the most amount of it that we can give you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there's like done, you know. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. That's it, it it's yeah, it was just fun to see teams like that, so it's kind of a bummer that, like, the salary cap has, like, ended that. Yeah. Like, I mean, from coming from an NBA fan, I'll appreciate that it allows other teams to win. <laughs> right. Especially when, like, the 90s were basically just, like, the Red Wings, Stars, and Avalanche yeah. over and over and over again. Right. But, Buffalo even at one point. Yeah. Never forget that skate in the crease. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a lots of people who haven't. <laughs> <laughs> right. it, you know, they, like just the entire city of Buffalo. So yeah, I'm pretty sure like at least once a night somebody in Buffalo wakes up in a cold sweat. Like <laughs> it was in the crease. No, right. it was in the crease. Right. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wakes up given like the the no goal sign. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's Like, honey, you're doing it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it, it's a new it's like, like. This is ruining our, our family. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be a new, a new medical term called Buffalo Sleep Paralysis. Right. Just like, yeah.
0: And you can't see me doing this because it's a podcast. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's like an umpire. He's waving. He's, wa- he's yeah. He's yeah.
1: He's waving the no goal. Right. Again, Buffalo Sleep Paralysis. Look it up. I'll put it on Urban Dictionary. Later. Right.
0: Right. It'll be there by the time this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So I think uh, I'm. I don't think that's. There's a train going by. Yeah. How about that, everybody? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a train in this town. <laughs> Not often we hear that in these <laughs> parts of towns, right? <laughs> well, um, I think unless there's anything else, uh, Chris here wants to add. I think that is about it. Yeah, I think this we covered episode. pretty
1: much everything we wanted to. Probably I'm, I'm, a little more than we wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at the time. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to cut this down. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: a little bit. No, we got a we got a good good uh, section of rambling in there, and it's always yeah. um, it's always fun
0: yeah and I think I think next time uh, you hear from us uh, we'll there'll be a, you know a few more games in the season we'll have maybe some more things to talk about I'm sure we'll see some team collapse <laughs> or maybe a team emerge who knows yeah um, maybe a little
1: of this little of that
0: yeah you know we'll have something to talk about maybe we'll no you know what we need to talk about next time is just like a th- a, a solid section talking about if gritty is. <laughs> Is the NHL's mascot equivalent of what the room is to cinema? I just that, I need like it.
1: <laughs> I could, I, we, we can talk yeah. about that for a while. That could be right. a three hour podcast right. just about gritty,
0: right? And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, what, what yeah, a,
1: look forward what to that. What a on thing our, that is. Yeah, yeah. look forward to that on our next episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: There will be the, much the
1: gritty, the gritty pod. We'll rename it, it'll be the gritty podcast down the five. A gritty podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hashtag grit. Yeah. You could have just literally heard this podcast get rebranded in the middle of an episode. <laughs> I, I like just it. All because
0: of an insane uh, Muppet who got bit by a radioactive other Muppet. That is absolutely... <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain I've that. never
1: looked at a mascot and immediately thought, like, that's a psychopath. <laughs> right? Like, that That thing murders people. Yeah. yeah. Lives have been lost to <laughs> right, that mascot. Right. Yeah. But
0: more on that next time. So stay tuned.
1: Yeah. That's coming. That's for sure our next episode.
0: (laughs) It's a special edition. Yeah. 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 We we can't do that. Yeah.
1: We'll just progressively get more and more drunk while talking about gritty.
0: (laughs) Right. (sighs) Yeah. I look forward to it. What a guy. All right. Cool. Well, um, in the meantime, um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it happens to be, um, if you could drop us a review. Uh, preferably a good one. I'm not gonna tell you to give us five stars, but it'd be super dope. I am. Give us five stars. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, just you know, tell us in the in your review um, what you think and what you Maybe what you want to see more of. Maybe just tell us how your day is going. Yeah, don't Which, do that. What, we
1: don't. Honestly, like, I don't personally really care that much. If you want to <laughs> tell Zach how your day is going, let's... I would love to hear about your day. You know, he would. He's not just, lying
0: in the i in the iTunes reviews. That are there forever. Just how your day is. Yeah. Actually, no. That would be super. Yeah.
1: Just, just don't even, like. Don't even review. What'd you have for breakfast? Yeah. This don't morning? review our podcast at all. Just leave a five star review, letting us know like how your day's going. Right. You know. Yeah.
0: Just keep it simple.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. Feel free to follow us on Twitter. Uh. Handle is at down the five podcast. Five's the number. It's not spelled out. So just down the number five podcast. Right. Um. We'll probably tweet at you. If you tweet at <laughs> yeah. us.
0: Yeah, please follow um, us. Um, feel free
1: to slide into our DMs.
0: Yeah. Uh, dank memes are the only acceptable format of DMs <laughs> at this point. We can, we'll can we open that up in the yeah. future, but oh, currently yeah. memes only. Uh, thanks in advance. Um, and we're going to start tweeting more on that account. We're probably going to do like live game tweets as much as we can if while we're watching. Yeah. Primarily Ducks and Kings. But, I mean, I'll probably jump on there every now and then, too, and just talk about how, like... You know, ridiculous you, gritty is. Yeah, or you know, like I know I watch a lot of Leafs games just because of how the good they're doing, and I just like some of the players. I'm, so I'll probably jump on there and tweet about those games too. Yeah, you know? I'm
1: I'm starting to have a lot of interest in the Carolina Hurricanes, so Lord knows I'll try <laughs> yeah. to catch one of those as often as I can and right tweet yeah. about that. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll so try to be a little more active.
0: Yeah, um and uh yeah, I think that's the only platform around right now. You can follow us. On our personal accounts too, um, which you can find on the, in the bio, I think of the yeah the podcast Twitter. But yep. yeah, cool. We're there. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Here's where the outro music would go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll get around to that. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what? My, my, that was like, what, breaking news. It's a hor- oh, okay. I was gonna say, yeah. is this a horror movie? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> wow, that that fucked the waveform. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Thanks.